0: So verse 10, and David comes to some conclusions. So my conclusion is this. Many are the sorrows and frustrations of those who don't come clean with God. But when you trust in the Lord for forgiveness, his wraparound love will surround you. To those who don't come clean with God, interesting statement that, the promise is sorrow and frustration. Now we can't have that, can we? Those who think they can hide things from him like Ananias and Sapphira, Acts 5, who sold their property but kept something back for their old age that they never actually reached. When Peter faced them up with their deception they missed the fact that God was facing them. One of our problems is that we sometimes subconsciously believe that God thinks the same way as we do and that makes us deceitful with him not purposefully, so much as we don't realise that we are weak, foolish and deceitful people by nature and we act with him in the same way as we do with the world around us, thinking that he can't see us or maybe won't challenge us because he loves us. David had perhaps tried the who me approach thinking that he wouldn't be found out over Bathsheba and Uriah but both this psalm and Psalm 51 show true repentance and confession as he comes to the painful realisation that everything is open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Hebrews 4.13 There's not one person who can hide their thoughts from God For nothing that we do remains a secret, and nothing created is concealed. But everything is exposed and defenceless before his eyes, to whom we must render an account. It's that exposed and defenceless bit we don't like. But there is a solution. Come clean. Then, like David, you will begin to celebrate the goodness of God in the land of the living. Verse 11, so celebrate the goodness of God. He shows this kindness to everyone who's his. Go ahead, shout for joy, all you upright ones who want to please him. It's really interesting that David sees God's kindness in showing him his misdemeanor, which of course it is his kindness, because it's the goodness, the kindness of God that leads us, Paul tells us, to repentance. To a complete change of mind and direction, if we've learned anything from the psalm, it's that we can't we can run, but we can't hide, and his discipline is his love in action towards us hebrews twelve seven to eleven in the passion, fully embrace God's correction as part of your training, for he's doing what any loving father does for his children. For whoever has heard of a child who never had to be corrected? We should all welcome God's discipline as the validation of authentic sonship. For if we have never once endured his correction, it only proves we're strangers and not sons. And isn't it true that we respect our earthly fathers even though they corrected and disciplined us? Then we should demonstrate an even greater respect for God, our spiritual father, as we submit to his life-giving discipline. Our parents corrected us for the short time of our childhood, as seemed good to them, but God corrects us throughout our lives for our own good, giving us an invitation to share his holiness. Now all discipline seems more pain than pleasure at the time, yet later it will produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to it. Right on the last line of the psalm, we see that once we're straightened out, it's all about wanting to please God. And then just like Jesus, we're back on course, wanting to be Father pleases. So how's it working out for you?